And we are live. Welcome to Spiritpreneur School. I am your host, Abiola Abrams. I'm the author of the Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love and founder of SacredBombshell.com, SacredBusiness.academy, and the Become the Guru School. Today, we are speaking with one such guru. Ms. Marnie Kay is an incredible woman. She is broadcasting from Toronto. Hello, Marnie. Hi, good day. Good day. Thank you for having me, Aviola. Thank you for being here. Let me tell people just who you are, just a touch of who you are, and then we're going to get into what I know is going to be an incredible conversation about belief, about business, and how to rise into your shine. Yes. So, Marnie Kay, this gorgeous creature that you see in front of you, is an international keynote speaker and workshop trainer on topics such as women in business the power of belief and brand marketing mm -hmm. and she is also a brand new author her new book is titled belief is the new black and it just became available so immediately after this conversation you want to run and order it right away she details her life experience in a high-powered corporate career and how mental and emotional burnout didn't leave her, left her temporarily floored, but it let her rise from her own ashes and create her dream life. And so, Marnie, welcome again to this conversation. Thank tell you us, so much. I gave a little bit of an overview about your new yeah. book. Can you tell us about the book and what inspired you to write it? Absolutely. Well, I'm originally from Australia. I'm an Aussie at heart, and uh, I've lived in Canada now for about nine years. Okay. And a couple of years ago now, um, my mom actually passed away back home in Australia, uh, which was after you know a, a pretty tumultuous relationship that we'd had really my entire life. Uh, and the nine months before she'd actually passed away from heart disease at 50, which was oh, wow. obviously crushing enough. Um, but what I had to live with and what I had to heal from was that we hadn't spoken in nine months before she died and I couldn't tell you today why. I mm -hmm. can't even remember. You know, when sometimes when we have uh, family, we, we tend to think they're just going to be around forever and I'll deal with it later. And um, I really had to sort through that from an emotional and mental standpoint. Um, I had to heal. I had to find a new truth. Um, hence where the idea came from for Belief is the New Black. This is the book right here. Congratulations um, we, on the book. About, with, you know, it looks lovely, but there was definitely some blood, sweat, and tears behind the, the making yes. of this book. Yes. It, it sounds like it, and one of the things that I've been talking about with um, audiences and with my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients a lot about is the idea of you know different different seasons in our lives and how you are going through a season of grief, a season of depression, and a season of transition, but you didn't stay stuck in that. And Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about? what that period was like for you and what are the tools that you personally use to get out of that? Absolutely. Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, um, the first part was I really had to go through it. I really had to allow myself to feel, um, 
you know, all everything that came with losing my mother, um, dealing with my own sense of self-worth. Uh, for anyone that's ever gone through, you know, I I don't really say dealing with depression or anxiety. I say hiding with. I wasn't really living with it. <laughs> you know, it was a big secret of mine. Um, but I really had to go through it, and I had to hit a point where enough was enough. Mm. You know, and that's different for everybody. Yeah. Everybody's enough is enough. <laughs> you know, aw awakening point comes at a different time, and for me, it came at New Year's. 2012, it was New Year's Eve, heading into 2013, and I was just sitting there thinking, okay, what do I want 2013 to look like? Because I know I don't want it to look like what 2012 looked like. <laughs> and it was a defining moment where I just sat by myself for a little while and thought, okay, what do I really want? And this is the first thing I always encourage women to think about because so often we're, we're focused on what everybody else wants. Yes. That we don't really allow ourselves the time to, to dream, to explore to appreciate and then look forward in life and think, what do I really want? Not what do I have to do or what do I think I should do. Or what or society what expects me to do, what society and the people in my life expect from me. Yes, but what do I really want? And I did that, and that was the moment when everything changed. That one decision changed mm -hmm. everything. There's so much power in decision and in choice, you know, and you also said something that was very powerful, Marnie, which is that you said, I let myself feel my feelings and go through it, that grief waits, you know, it doesn't, you can't, we're, you know, Western culture, we're culture, I talk about that numbs, you know, we do a lot of numbing and avoiding, you know, with, with whether it's TV or internet or whatever, right, but you yeah. said you just felt your feelings and you allowed yourself to go through that before yeah. going into uh, this period of grief and you know my extreme condolences for the loss of your beautiful mom before going through this had you dealt with had depression and anxiety been something that you had dealt with ongoing I've, I've dealt with anxiety as well and so I Absolutely. I think so many of us have, Abiola. I think uh, I, read a, I read something recently by Brene Brown um, that says uh, anxiety comes from, a, comes from a place of perfectionism, which mm -hmm. comes from the place of, of belief that that is the ideal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when I realized how connected all of it was, I mean, yeah, it's... I was hiding with depression and anxiety for many, many years, uh, tied to my career, tied to success. I thought I had to be the best, I had to be the youngest, I had to be the smartest, the fastest, the hardest working, and that I allowed that to define me for so long um, that squashing that down, squashing the purpose, squashing what was really inside of me um, was where the, the anxiety came from. You know, I truly believe it comes from a place of knowing you're on a path that be on. Yes, see, and that's and and you had to learn how to trust that, how to trust yeah. that that inner voice, you know, the yeah. the strong and the true inner voice, not that voice of fear that tells us we're inadequate yeah. and you have to, you know, work harder than everyone else and outshine everyone else and, you know, I as a recovering workaholic, I know those voices. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I know those I voices. I talk about her. I, she's yeah. Betty. She's Betty the bitch. And uh, she's <laughs> a bitch is out to have a good time and mess with us. And uh, yeah, I, I talk about that. You know, to to really make it fun too, because it is a choice. I truly believe we choose what we think about. And yeah. when we take not only 
you know, not only appreciate that, but really take the full responsibility of that, we realize just how much we create in our lives. Well, let's talk about that Betty the Bitch, Marty, yeah. who was in your life, and the high-powered corporate career that she had, managing millions of dollars, but yeah. was still unhappy. Um, which are, you know, it's a large part of our audience who feels like either imposters mm -hmm. at their job, no matter how successful they are, or feel inadequate, or feel like a failure. Tell us, tell us more about this Betty and about your personal Betty situation. Yes. Well, I will start that with talking about we are creatures of habit. Everything we do is habitual, and we've taught, we've picked it up often in our childhood whether it was explicitly told to us, work hard and you'll be successful and then you're doing the right things, or if it was just insinuated and we watched, we simply watched that and assumed that that was the case. And that was the case for me. No one said to me, you have to go out there and work your you know, nails to the bone. Um, but I assumed that that equaled success because I watched my dad do it for many, many years and get all the accolades and, and you know, he had everything that I wanted. So. I had to do what he did, right? That just made sense. And what came about for me a couple of years ago is I really started to explore this idea of belief, personal development. I was introduced to an incredible man named Bob Proctor. Uh, yes. Oh, I love Bob. Uh, changed my entire life because I really started to understand that everything I felt really had some science behind it. You know, it was <laughs> everything that I thought I knew. I could now apply to techniques and strategies. Um, and that was where I really started to understand this power of thought. That what we think about is what we get. And when, when I really started to see that Betty more often than not dominates our thoughts, um, and I hope no one listening is named Betty. Maybe you have a true Betty then, because that's actually. <laughs> but what, I realized, what I realized was that Betty doesn't serve us. And as long as we entertain and listen and adopt um, those negative thoughts, the, the limiting beliefs, the ideas that we can't do it, we're not good enough, um, we're not smart enough, pretty enough, I'm to this, all those generalized comparisons, as long as we're listening to that, we're not listening to our true self and what we really want. Yes, and that's what it needs to be, us learning how to listen to our true selves. And we're going to talk more about, you know, what that means and exactly how to do it. Like, I like people, you know, our, our spiritpreneur stu school students to come away with concrete things that they can put into their own lives, you know, to be able to enact change. We have a question coming in for you, Marnie, and I want to encourage everyone that you can ask questions if you're watching this broadcast live by clicking on the Q&A icon, and the first one has come in for you from Christina C. Christina says, it will be five years in September since losing my mother. I've been extremely lost as to my future. I was just recently laid off after 10 years at my previous job. I know this is my opportunity to do what I meant to do. How did you focus, Marnie? Christina wants to know. Uh, well, hi, Christina. Thank you so much for asking the question. Um, I, I know how you feel, and, and I think you're in an incredible position right now, exactly as you said, to find that path for yourself. And if that is the question that you're facing, what is that path? 
um, then I suggest, uh, number one, that you grab my book because I do explore this in there. But there's a couple of different things that you can do in order to identify that. And it starts with um, really understanding and thinking about what it is that you love to do. And I challenge you not to think about it in the traditional way that we do, which is a job but or or something that's already out there but get even more creative than that in my book I talk about doing a mind map so it might start with an idea of I love to travel one of my favorite things is to travel great then I want you to expand on that in all di different directions don't write a list because a list isn't how we think that's a very linear sort of you know created idea get it get a piece of paper you're gonna write in the middle of that piece of paper what you're passionate about maybe it's helping people maybe it is nutrition whatever that is for you that's a passion it's something that you love even if you know nothing about it just yet put that in the middle of the page and really start to think about okay what are the areas of this thing that I love to do you're gonna find yourself in a specific idea of you know that's allowed you to create some creativity around this this central theme a theme for you that might just be a passion right now as you start to build out this mind map things are gonna start clicking for you you're gonna start to get excited at the possibilities that's what I would suggest you do first if you aren't clear on where you want to go now if the second part to that is more that um, you're you're looking for that um, you know that source of energy maybe the inspiration to get moving maybe you already have an idea of what you want to do I highly recommend find somebody who has what you want go and get a hold of them however you need to and, and get everything that you can for even if it's five minutes how did you do it what do you do where do you start get those questions answered because it's only truly someone who has what you want who can show you how to get it that is such, such great advice, Marnie. That is wonderful advice. And mind mapping is such a powerful technique because, as you said, you know, we tend to make lists, but our yep. thinking isn't linear. And right. so, you know, when you make a mind map, you should allow yourself to just go wherever it goes, even if things look crazy and you hadn't thought of something before and you're like, oh, okay. Huh, go to Australia, you know, <laughs> visit Marnie in Canada and go to a seminar or whatever it is. Allow yourself to do that and treat this as something important that a lot of times people feel like when they're doing the work to find their passion or their purpose, like it's kind of like, okay, they're not really working. This isn't really what's important. But it yeah. really is. There's no more important work that you can do. And do I'll tell you, more to that? It's, yeah, it's more of a process of allowing than it is searching. So often we think we have to search and we have to find, but really, truly, if you stop and listen, I think it was um, uh, Michelangelo with the statue of David. He says, yes. I, I didn't create, I simply removed the layers and, and carved back what was already there. Beautiful, beautiful, Marnie. So how did you, with all of this, with all of these challenges, I mean, there's no greater challenge than losing your mom. How did you learn how to love yourself? Uh, I'll tell you, it first started with realizing that I didn't. Uh, as we were talking about before, allowing yourself to really, it's, it started with accepting where I was at and deciding that I didn't want to be there anymore, that it wasn't who I wanted to be. Um, and that there was more for me out there. And that decision is often what holds us back from even stepping forward into a place where you could possibly start to love yourself. It's the decision that, you know, 
that you want it more than you're afraid of it. Yes. And often fear holds us back from everything. And I think loving ourselves is is one of the biggest. It's one of the biggest places that fear stops us. Um, for me, I had to start with where was I currently? Where did I want to be? What did the gap look like? And what was I going to do about it? And the biggest source for me, the biggest source of any part of this transformation was the decision, but ultimately it was the actions I took towards change. Because you can decide all you want. If you don't take action towards where you want to go, that decision never really happened. <laughs> you know? And then it was creating habits, new habits in my life that allowed me to love what I was doing, some part of it, every single day. And for those of you listening, uh, maybe you're at your job or career and you're thinking about launching off into something you're passionate about. You know, I love the title of your Spiritpreneur School because that it really is the essence of our spirit, who we are, you know, fuller expansion and expression. Um, I encourage you to find in your day little pockets, little areas where you can start to infuse the things that you're passionate about. And maybe that is learning or studying from somebody who has what you want. You know, Abiola, you have some incredible material there for people who are on that search. Get into it. Don't wait because it's, you don't all of a sudden decide I'm going to love myself today. It takes work. It takes changing habits. It takes becoming aware of what it is that's stopping you from doing that and moving forward no matter what anyway. You know, I, I always say we all have fear. Every single, even I, even I have fear. <laughs> I know I do. We all have it. We all have it. Do it anyway because that's all anybody out there who has what you want is doing. They're just yes. doing it anyway. Yes. Well said. You're going to find love for yourself. Wait, I stepped on what you were saying. Please say that again. Oh, I was just going to say, through that process of doing, creating new habits, you're going to find love for yourself. That's different for everybody. I'm not sure that I have a magic answer for anybody other than follow, follow your spirit. Follow what ignites you. Through doing that, you're going, you're going to find love for yourself. That is the magic answer that people think that there's, you know, something that's know. magical or mystical. It's exactly what you said, creating new habits and, you yes. know, taking the baby steps and, you know, finding positive people that have what you want and, Absolutely. you know, really starting to change your life in those incremental ways. Christina actually responded to you, Marnie, and she said, thank you. And she says, and you were right on with travel and helping others. Those are my two key areas. So thank you, Christina. Oh, we're you. glad. Yes, we're glad that you're watching. Belief is the new black. And yes. so, Marnie, let's talk about the business and creating a business and the life that you love. What is your mission, your personal mission with around belief and, and this new yes. movement that you're creating? My mission is to, um, to really work to educate. I know I've been referred to as a motivational speaker and you know I, I think that's beautiful and I think that there's definitely a place for that. But more than anything, I truly want to educate women, in particular, um, who are maybe in that, you know, that that phase that I was in of what if I've got one mm -hmm. foot over, what if, you know, um, and that's really where the education of what I teach comes in. This idea of belief is so fluffy, you know. We're told you just have to believe. What does that mean? But people don't right? know, right? They don't know. They're like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does that I mean? Know. 
if you don't believe, you're not like, great, now I know what to do. <laughs> you know? And it really so is. What a does it mean, Marnie? Tell them. What does it mean? Well, our beliefs, as simply put as I can put it without getting too technical, our beliefs are our truths. Our, our beliefs are what we think is true. And I don't know about you or anyone listening today, but I've been wrong a few times about some things that I thought were true. <laughs> and that's okay. And, you know, something that I want people to really get is beliefs aren't good or bad. They just are. We just have one question. How is that working for you? Yes. If not, then you've got to make some changes. And it starts with what we think is true because often it's not. Mm, okay, so that's that's a wonderful point. Start with what we think is true. <laughs> yeah. And then peel back some layers and start to question it a little bit. Act like a lawyer. Defend. <laughs> you know, I, so often we just, we make assumptions and then you know what, when you make assumptions and you start to focus on what you think is true, we have an inherent need to be right. We like to be right as people. So we'll go and reinforce that. We'll go and find reasons why this is true or I'm never good enough or, well, that kind of person will never like someone like me. Why? Because that's the story you've created in your mind. Create yes. a different story. Tell yourself a story that feels good and you'll just watch how you'll change from there. Beautiful and well said that people get stuck on the idea of truth, you know, and the truth is whatever you speak it to be, you know, like you said, tell yourself a different story. Yeah. And obviously you started to tell yourself a story more of courage yeah. than one of fear that you were telling before. And so when you said that you, you met Bob Proctor and, yeah. you know, created a, a mentorship for yourself. How did you do that? Because people really want to know, how do I do that? They, they didn't know how to do that. How did, you, how did that happen? You know, um, I was very fortunate to be introduced uh, to him through his wife here in Toronto, Canada. Um, and I'm surrounded by some absolutely incredible entrepreneurs, business owners. Um, first of all, by making the decision that I wanted more and that I deserved it and that I could have it. Uh, it's amazing what starts to show up in your life to support that notion. Um, a couple of people that I was introduced to, a couple of women here, we started hosting some events because um, we were all passionate about helping women. We had no idea how we were going to do it, but we knew we wanted to. And you know what? Sometimes three heads are better than one. <laughs> yes. And we did it. We didn't, we didn't sit around and think, well, what if all this goes wrong? Or what if, what if, what if? We just did it. We booked a date. Give yourself deadlines. We booked a date and we went ahead and hosted our first event. From there, we started hosting these absolutely incredible events where we ended up with five, six hundred women packed into this tiny room just to hear what other women uh, were willing to share about how they'd achieved their accomplishments. And when you really start to allow in your life possibility, people and resources and things are going to come to you to help you carry that out, whatever it needs to be. And all I say, in, number one, no, you need to know what you want. I knew I wanted a mentor. I knew I wanted to surround myself with people who had what I wanted. And I knew I wanted people who could show me or who wanted to show me <laughs> how to do it. Um, so you've got to find that for you, whatever that is. You know, I don't know why it was Bob Proctor for me, but you know, I wanted to really understand the, how the mind works behind everything that I thought I already knew. Whatever that is for you, 
find an area to just put yourself in it. Get uncomfortable. Meet people. Ask questions. Uh, when you start to allow the right resources to come to you, you won't be able to stop it. It'll be a flood yes, of everything um, that, that helps you carry this out. Uh, and that can be a little bit overwhelming. And that can often stop people in their tracks. That's why being really, really clear on what you want first will allow you to stay on your path. But uh, in terms of a mentor, there's a couple of things that I want to be clear on because um, there's a lot of people out there right now um, who, are, who are fabulous mentors. They may not be the right one for you. Be very careful about who you listen to and not because you know, they may not have great information, but you have to make sure that who you pick aligns with your values, who you choose to listen to has what you want and you can see it demonstrate it. <laughs> they have what you want um, and they're willing to show you how to get it. When you do that, you you create a beautiful partnership of someone who wants to help you. You're somebody who wants to learn and be coachable and you're going to be able to go out and deliver that to so many more people as a result. Well said. Beautiful advice, Marnie. And so when you were throwing these events, and even with yeah. with your book, that so many women have a product, or, you know, I was yeah. talking to an incredible woman yesterday who has a skincare line and a makeup line. So many women have incredible things going on. How do you, what is your, you know, of course this is something yeah. that you teach that people can work with you on, but what do you advise in terms of marketing? How do they approach that? Okay, um, I wish I had you know a few hours on this because, <laughs> as you know, Abiola, this I somebody very smart once said to me, writing your book is twenty percent of your business, marketing yep. the other eighty. And they yep. also said to me, if you haven't started marketing your product or your book or your business six months before it's out, you're already behind. Yep. <laughs> about everything that you do as marketing. You know, there's a great book that's written uh, by a friend of mine. It says, "Brand, it ain't your logo." <laughs> yes, true. You can have the most beautiful logo, but that's not your brand. Your brand is you. It's who you are. It's how you carry yourself. It's whether you over deliver, um, whether you contribute in a bigger way. And you know, marketing for me is—I really just think about it as an expression of self. It's an expression of who I am, and it goes everywhere with me. And I know if I'm authentic, um, that I don't have to worry about how people receive that marketing. But I will tell you, with social media the way that it is today, it is easier than ever. Pick a couple of platforms that you want to excel in. Don't try and be the best at all of them. You'll lose yourself in, in all of it. We were just talking about Google Hangout before this, and I'm like, oh, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, so pick a couple of platforms where you know your audience is. Now, in order to do that, you have to know who your ideal audience is. Who are you trying to reach and why? What is the problem that you solve? That's, if you can answer those questions for yourself, then everything you'll do from there is effortless. And really, that's what I did with this book. Um, I knew that the problem that I solved is with, uh, it's not necessarily young women. Um, it is women who have been through something, who are starting to ask that question. You know, it's the, the caterpillar to the butterfly. It's that I'm in the transformative stage where I can either step out into love or back into fear. Mm. Um, and when I knew that that was my audience, that's who I speak to every time I speak. 
Mm, and I think that, you know, that that is so profound because I think that at one point or another, if you live long enough, everyone is going to go through a period of intense Absolutely. transition. You know, yeah. we just are. It's just a part of life. And, you know, there are those periods and there are those cycles. And the beautiful thing about your book is that you are sharing not only tools, but you share memoir. You yeah. share, you know, actual things that... Yes. Yes. <laughs> Someone said to me, if you don't have your story in hand, no one's going to give a beep who you are. <laughs> and it's, it's true. And that's actually another tool for our spiritpreneurs is figure out what your story is, you know, story and be clear on it. And as Marnie said, coming from a place of authenticity, you know, then there's, there's, you know, nothing to remember or to make up that you are being authentically yourself. And then you add the strategy to that rather than tr trying to create a strategy of who you are. Yeah, because who cares if you don't know who I am? If you don't know what I've been through, there's no connection there. It's through the story that I share, you know what? I was a dumbass some of the time too. Like I <laughs> I made many mistakes. I've lived through I have the fears. I still do. This book isn't, hey, I'm perfect. I've figured it all out. This is, hey, I've been there. I've learned some stuff along the way. Maybe it could help you too. That's yes. what it really is. Yes, and so yes, I, I I think that that's so profound again, and for you as a keynote speaker, that a lot of times when people see someone on stage, they assume that person is perfect or that person doesn't oh, yeah. have the same fears that I have or that person you know hasn't gone through what I what I've gone through. Can you speak about having the courage to stand on a stage as someone who has dealt with anxiety? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, everything that I'm doing now, at one point, I didn't think in my wildest dreams I could have done. And uh, that's, that's what I really want to help people understand. If I can do it, you can do it too. There is no difference between me or you. It may just be a, a decision that I made or an action that I took, or often consistency. Something that Bob always teaches is that the only difference between people who have what they want and people who don't is consistency. People who have courage keep going. People who are still finding that within themselves tend to stop and fall back into that place of fear. I used to be terrified of speaking in public. Like, you, you wouldn't know it today, but I love sharing that story because I know so many people are. Um, I'll tell you, I just had to do it. I just had to get uncomfortable. I had to find opportunities to go, can I speak at that thing? <laughs> I'll be great, I promise. <laughs> you know, and just put yourself out there and go at it and get feedback and be okay with failing. Be okay with knowing that failure and success are not opposites. Failure is a part of success. Failure is a necessary... Say that again because I think people miss that. Okay, okay. Say that again, Marnie. <laughs> okay. Many people think that failure is the opposite to success. It's not. Failure is a part of success. It is a part of that journey. In order for you to achieve any sort of success, whatever success means to you, you have to fail, otherwise, how do you know where to improve? How do you know where to develop your skill set? People who have what they want, they have a skill set. Skill sets take time to develop. I think Matt, Malcolm Gladwell said 10,000 hours. 
Yep. You look at athletes, they are training every single day. The mind is no different. The mind is the same. The habits that we have in the minds, the same way an athlete has habits on the field or in the gym, it all makes up who we are and the results that we get. When we can really understand that the habits that are in the mind, we create and we continually create, so why not create the ones that are going to help you get what you want and don't let yourself off the hook. Bob says this all the time. We all let ourselves off the hook. We all have days where we're not today. I don't feel like it. <laughs> or, you know, and it's fine to have those moments. Again, as I was saying before, you've got to feel how you feel. But put some strategies in place where you move through that fast, where you go, okay, this isn't serving me. What am I going to do right now to change it? And get those habits in place. And that's that's all that I did with speaking, with training. I immersed myself around people who were good at it. And I listened and I played audios over and over because that was something I wanted to get good at. And I was passionate about getting good at it. And it took you know, a lot of being uncomfortable in order to get good at it. But you again, it goes back to finding out what you want because if you find what you want, you'll have inspired action. And inspired action is very different than required action. Mm. You'll know the okay. difference when you're inspired and when you're required. Well said. Well said. So what do you do today, Marnie, when you're feeling depressed or down or a little bit anxious? Or what are your coping? How do you deal right now? Okay, so there's a few different things that I do. And uh, I love this technique because um, it allows you to really understand and identify where it's coming from, which when you can figure that out, you know what your triggers are. When you know what your triggers are, you know either to stay away from it or you'll be aware of it faster, um, which allows you again to move through that process of change a little bit faster. And that's all we're doing here. It's not going to go away. You're not never going to have these feelings again. Right. <laughs> that's not, that's, there's no hallelujah. I'm cured. Yeah, you know what? And you know, maybe there is. I'm not aware of it. But uh, <laughs> um, if I find out, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, so the first thing you need to do is pay attention. When you pay attention to how you feel, and Abiol, you were talking about this. We have a tendency to squash how we feel. Everything's okay. I'm a positive person. La la la. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's doing you no good. Yes, we need to think positive, but you need to pay attention because if that's not truly how you're feeling, you are skating over a learning, an opportunity to learn. Um, so remember that it's not wrong to feel bad. There's something you need to learn from it. So pay attention. The second you go, oh, I'm not feeling good. All right. What am I thinking about? Stop yourself right there and start to think, what am I thinking about? Why am I thinking about that? What led to these thoughts? What triggered it? And go back to, okay, what else does this mean? What else could this mean? And what's great about this? Hmm. When you change the meaning in the thing that you're feeling bad about, pretty much it's going to go away a little bit. Maybe not the whole thing. It's going to go away a little bit. So pay attention to how you feel. What triggered the feeling? What was I thinking about? What else does it mean? And what's great about this? That's my first that, technique for you. 
Yeah, I, I, I love that, and I would love for you to go deeper into how do they change what the meaning is, because yeah. some people yeah. they, people are so attached to the meaning that they have, so they might yeah. be like, well, Marnie, that sounds great, but again, this is what's true, so I yeah. can't change the meaning. This is the truth. <laughs> I just have one question for you. How's that working for you? <laughs> if it's not, then you'll find a different meaning. If it is... Now, if you really identify with that truth, then you've got to go on a little bit more of an awareness search. And that might mean leaving that problem or that issue for you alone for a little bit and finding other sources in your life that you can start to feel great about. Sometimes when we, when we to the core, think that something is true about ourselves, it takes a lot of work to understand that it it might even not be true just a little bit mm. you know it, getting from this is true for me the sun as sure as the sun's gonna come up tomorrow this is true for me to oh my goodness I can't believe I even thought that one day <laughs> that's a big journey for some people that's a big difference so start to think about here's here's one way you could challenge it am I am I that sure of it that I could say it's the same truth as the sun coming up tomorrow. Am I really mm. that sure? Mm. Is there yeah. anything in there that could tell me that this isn't that true? Because if there is, that'll that'll crack open that belief for you a little bit. You know, I, I, I really share that there are two different ways that you can change what you believe to be true. Number one is a significant emotional event. This is what happened for me. When I lost my, that was a significant emotional event. That blew everything I thought to be true out of the water. I it call is them sacred, I call those moments sacred shifts. Yes. Now, that's not the way that I want everybody to go through this. Right. <laughs> you don't have to have something horrible to happen in order to make a change. But you do have to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And you have to start creating those habits, those thoughts, the new empowering beliefs, which just start as an idea the same way every other belief did and you've got to cement it into your reality. You know, I teach a strategy. Envision, ingrain, engage. Mm. Why? You have to know what you want. You've got to have that vision clear in your mind. Then you've got to ingrain it. You've got to ingrain it the same way you've ingrained all these limiting beliefs, the same way you've ingrained Betty. <laughs> you've got to ingrain the positive, empowering beliefs. How do you do that? Repetition. The same way we learn anything, the same way we get good at anything. It sounds simple, but it takes courage, it takes commitment, it takes consistency. And then engage, get into action. Nothing shatters a belief more than getting into action and realizing what you believed was not true. <laughs> you made it all up because once you realize that you made it all up once, you start to think, hmm, what else am I making up? <laughs> right. And then you can be a deliberate creator of your truth Absolutely. going forward. Here is a question for you, Marnie. This is from Arisa E. And her question is regarding business. What type of market research did you do? This is good for both your business and your book. What yes. type of market research did you do? And did you have a formal business plan? Um, okay, so I have a few different answers to that. Um, number one, I come from a background of business plans. I spent my whole life living in business plans. Uh, I believe that there's a time and a place for them, but it depends on how you work. 
that's how I work because that's what I know. Now, my business plans didn't look like they did when I was running Eastern Canada and the U.S. for major fashion retailers, and I was on the line for delivering a lot of money. Um, but a business plan, all you have to think about is, you know, what are your steps going to look like in order to get to your goal? And absolutely is that necessary. Again, it goes back to knowing what you want, having some key areas that you're going to focus on in order to get there because typically as entrepreneurs, we try to do everything and be everything to everyone. And that exhausts us. That makes us feel anxious. <laughs> when we aren't able to do that, we can feel depressed. Like there, So much comes from measuring up against what we think we should be versus what we are. So find what you are, find who you are, find what you're good at, look at some things that you want to do, some actions that you want to take, and stop there. You don't have to have the whole plan mapped out for the next five, ten years for your business. I certainly didn't. I still don't. I have some key things that I want to focus on and I want to explore, um, but it is a plan. It just is, it looks different than maybe a typical business plan. So I would maybe ask, um, what is your idea of a business plan? Um, and, uh, you know, get some sort of a template for yourself that you love, that excites you about what it is you're doing. Because I don't know about you, but business plans, they don't do it for me. It's not, <laughs> again, maybe it's because of my background, but find, find a strategy for you that gets you excited about what you're doing. The second question you had was, did I do some market research? Uh, absolutely. Um, I am very, very fortunate to have a good friend of mine who is, um, He's strategy-minded. He just he he can see a whole plan before I even had the title. <laughs> and uh, this is where you know find some people in your life who have the skills that you don't. This was suddenly this gentleman for me. He got me to really think: Who's your customer? Who is your target market? Who are you talking to? Uh, and then go and ask them. Don't assume that you know what their problems are. Don't assume that you know how to solve them. Just because you know, you've identified you have some skills, that's great, that's beautiful, but you've got to really figure out how you can serve people. And the only way you're going to know how to do that is by asking them, by really exploring it with them. Um, and the book is allowing me to do that on an even greater level right now because I'm getting so much feedback. So I'm in the process of creating an online e-course, um, developing the power of belief, and without even being finished the course yet, I'm starting to understand who my customer really is. Who's reaching out to me? Who's engaging? Who's asking questions? And I'm not leaving it there. I'm asking them questions. Yes. Yes. Isn't that such a magical and beautiful exchange that comes out of creating your work and putting it out there, the, the dance between learning even more about the people that you serve? You know, so yeah. it's, it's like market research is always happening. It's never yeah. finished, you know, because you, you, no matter how well you think that you know the people that you serve, there's always something else to know, you know, and another Absolutely. way that you could be of service. And the other thing I would say is, is don't be upset if you find someone who's not your customer. <laughs> uh, because that can often hold us back too. Just because one person isn't your customer doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you have it wrong or, or you're not doing the right things. Find your customer. Yes. You're, you're always going to find people who want your customer. Don't worry about them. Yeah, because by trying to serve everyone, you really serve no one. There's Absolutely. nothing that is for everyone. There are people who hate Oprah. Um, <laughs> Perish the thought. <laughs> Perish the thought. <laughs> but there are people who hate her. 
you know, so no, there's no one that's that's for everyone. Marnie is not for everyone. I'm not for everyone. No. You know, I had, somebody just, got, I had somebody say to me, "What does that mean?" <laughs> and at first, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But they're just they're just not your tribe. They're just not your customer. You're, yeah, we're not. This is cool. We're not for each other. It's all right. I still love you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That that is so right. Like I, I feel like a lot of women also, Marnie, something that you touched on is a lot of women get stuck in the uh the perfectionism of trying to create something, whether it's the perfect business plan or you know, while they're trying to launch something, you know, I know people who work on a website for five years or whatever it is that they don't realize, you know, that you have to jump and put it out there, you know, rather than just waiting for things to be perfect. Can you speak uh, a bit about that? Oh yeah. I'll tell you, there's about six spelling mistakes in here. <laughs> now, I'm open about that because I'm not perfect. I, I, you know, this was never intended for me to be the, the most amazingly written piece you'll ever read. It is intended to punch you in the face a little bit, to get you to go, whoa, <laughs> yes. what am I doing? Um, so I, you know, I always share with people, whatever you're doing, you've got to be focused on where you're going, what your goals are, because to somebody else who's written a book, their goal is for it to be a prize-winning piece. It is for it to be, you know, revered as as the poetry. Um, that's not my goal. So great if that's somebody else's goal, but I can't hold myself to that. That's not what I'm about. So when I stay focused on what I want. Doesn't matter, you know, what's in here or, you know, how the page is laid out. Although I did have some feedback on how the page was laid out, <laughs> but um, you know, it's letting go of some of that and going. This wasn't intended for that. This was intended for a greater purpose that I'm excited about. That I know is going to make a difference. Um, and you know, that's all you got to go back to. There's always going to be somebody who sees it different than you. There's always going to be somebody who, uh, you know comes from a different perspective. Perspective is everything. You have your own. Stick to it. Yes, yes. And like you said earlier, Marnie, you know, it's about getting out of your comfort zone. About, you know, if you try to stay comfortable you're, and you don't take any risks, you're not going to grow. You're not going to create what you came to create. I would really yeah. love for us to talk about, Marnie, uh, abundance and the idea of prosperity. It's something that a lot of spiritpreneurs have challenges with because you know maybe they have challenges with asking for money for their services or receiving you know what they're worth. Can you speak a little bit about that and your personal experience with that as someone who went was corporate and now is an entrepreneur? Yes. Um, you know it's a, it was a tricky shift for me. I went from a position of high power, high expectation, um, where because I was contracted to exchange value, I demanded income, demanded pay. So I was paid, you know, it's not really relevant now, but it's six-figure income plus bonuses, because uh, I went out there and told them what I was worth. Mm -hmm. Do you think I did that when I started working for myself? No, I don't know why. I was like, oh, I'll just give it all away. This is <laughs> money will just keep coming to me if I just go and give and share. And you know, there's such a beautiful element of of being a giver. There really is. But somebody told me somewhere along the line, um, you have to be a giver with boundaries. Yes. 
and it's the boundaries that you have to create for yourself that allow you to give because somebody who has no money is struggling to support themselves uh, you know is anxious feeling anxious or, or desperately looking for that answer is gonna have a very hard time giving to somebody else you know something that I picked up a, a while ago Bob, well, Bob teaches um, this was something pr profound for me he teaches that money it has two uses one is to live comfortably to be comfortable in life now often we're like oh don't be comfortable you have to get out of the comfort zone and yes but when it comes to money when it comes to lifestyle your level of comfort is probably different than my level of comfort some people have a very expensive level of comfort whatever that is for you it's to be comfortable to have shelter, to enjoy food, to travel, to do the things that you want to do. The second is to extend the good beyond yourself. Now, we have grown up with a belief that money is evil. Most of us. You're fortunate if you haven't. Most of us have grown up with parents who argue about money. Money is the root of all evil. If they have it, they probably lied, cheat, and stole to get it. You know, we have these limiting beliefs about money and, and really what it's all about. But when you understand that money is just a reflect what money is just a reflection of who you are. What you do with it, you know, expresses what's important to you. Bob earns hundreds of millions of dollars a year, and he gives away most of it to build schools in Africa. So, but th that'll never stop somebody else's opinion of it. But you've got to get mm -hmm. money right in your head. You've got to get it right that it's just an exchange of value. Until you do that, you're always going to have limiting beliefs about it, and that's going to stop you from really being able to live life to the fullest. Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, money is a part of life. We are in a material world. Material things cost money. <laughs> but how you earn money is an exchange in value. The more service you provide, the more you teach and expand on other people's experiences in life, um, the more you can you know, create your own income, create your own economy. But only you can decide what that is. Nobody else. And I'll tell you, money is all about who you're listening to. Mm. Have a look at your life right now. Your income reflects five of your closest friends, always. So look at your environment closely. Do people you hang around with have what you want? Because if they don't, get out of there. Love them. <laughs> you know, if they're your family. But you've got to find people who have what you want, especially when it comes to money. Money is just a level of thinking. When you, when you find out how much pe money people have or how much they make, that just reflects their level of thinking, how they think. So in order to get more, you have to be more, do more, think more. I love I'm everything right you just there. said. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> What was the last part of that? Yes, it's such an important subject. It's such, such an important subject that one of my uh, coaches, mentors, uh, Lisa Sasevich, this incredible woman, uh, that she talks about, you know, exactly what you just said, and business karma, that she says, you know, for example, that, oh you, know, you know, like you said, you can't help people if you're broke, you know, and I'm, I studied sociology, Maslow, you know, Abraham Maslow taught, you know, that there, if you don't have your basic needs met, then you can't, you just can't 
survive. You can't think about how to change the world if you're hungry, if you're worried about your children or whatever it is. You have to meet your needs and exceed your needs and be comfortable, as you said. So, so important. And, and what, what you're worth. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And one of the things that Lisa talks about along those lines and you touched on with Bob is, you know, with the giving portion of it that she says if you have, you know, if you feel stagnant in your business, sometimes you need to look at, okay, is there a place where I can give? You know, mm -hmm. is there, am I, am I, you know, stopping the funnel yeah. on, on that side? Yeah. Of Am I plugging it up over here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. And actually, Arisa said, she, she, the woman that you just gave advice to, she said, great advice, Marnie. Thank you. Oh, you're Thank so welcome. You. So tell us, you know, what the next steps are. The book just came out. You're yes. creating this wonderful course. Tell us more about this belief course and how people yes. can get involved in it. Okay, so um, it is being refined right now, so please log on to my website, um, connect with me there, register, I send all of my blogs, my updates, you'll receive uh, everything coming to you, as well as some extra insights right now. You know, the book was, um, was such an accomplishment. This was two years worth of work, it really was. Not that I spent two years writing every day, but it, it was a two-year project that I poured everything into. Um, and my biggest goal with it was to to achieve the bestseller, which it did in its first day. Um, Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's just a reflection of all the marketing that I did prior to it, which was, was getting the message out there. Um, I wanted to really inspire a movement where people share either what they believe to be true about themselves or the world or what they want to be believe to be true about themselves or the world. And that created an outpour of some really beautiful expressions of belief. You can see that at the website, beliefisthenewblack.com. Um, my website is marniek.com. Uh, stick with me. I got some big, big things coming in the next little bit. The, uh, the belief course is one which I'm truly excited about. It's going to allow you to really discover for yourself what your beliefs are, how they're working for you, and most importantly, what to do about it. The book is just, you know, a little bit of a peek inside and, and some fun stories along the way. Like I said, that punch in the face. Um, so you can get to work on why you're here. <laughs> um, but the belief course is going to take it another, another step further, another level, and allow you to really explore for yourself. Wait, Marnie, so tell us then, because, you know, along those lines about the social media movement, I did see people yes. with their signs. I have to make my, my yes, sign and post please. it to my Instagram. So it's hashtag belief is the new black. Yes. And, then, and then what do we put? Tell us what to do. Okay, so I want to know what you believe. I want to know what you believe to be true. Now, I want you to think about uh, this in a positive way. I know we all have limiting beliefs. I don't want to know what those are. <laughs> we got to get those out of there. <laughs> Betty is gone out of the picture. <laughs> I want you to think about what you believe to be true about yourself, what's a positive, empowering belief that you have about who you are, about what you can do, about the way the world is, um, or I want you to create one. I want you to create a belief that you want to be true about yourself. Uh, if you head to the website, you'll see some absolutely beautiful expressions, as I, as I said, um, of some really heartfelt, you know, inner beliefs that people have or that they want to see. One was, you know, I see, I see world hunger ending in my lifetime. 
Mm. One is I believe that I am powerful. I believe that I create every day with my words, thoughts, and actions. Whatever that is for you, and then I want you to stick it up somewhere in your room after you've sent me your picture so I can post it on the website. <laughs> stick it up somewhere and look at that every day and remind yourself of what you believe to be true because we forget. We forget. Mm. We do forget. And right now I want us to remember, I want you to remember, Marnie, what is, what is the best business advice that you ever received, hands down, for, for people who either are creating a new business or wanting to take their business to the next level, what's the best advice that you have ever received? Best advice that I have ever received. Um, you know, I've received it in various forms, uh, in various different words, but I'll give you one word. I'll give you one word that has allowed me to do all the things that I've ever done. Um, and that was start. Mm. Because if we never do that, <laughs> we'll never get anywhere. And sometimes starting is the hardest part. Start. That whatever it is. I don't care if you don't have it all figured out. I don't care if you don't have all the money in the world. Just start. Because when you start and you put one foot in front of the other, you start to realize what you're actually capable of. You just literally brought tears almost to my eyes, Marnie, because there's a quote that I that I I love that has it was attributed initially to uh, the philosopher Goethe, but it is uh, whatever you dream you can do, begin it because boldness has genius and power and magic in it. And with everything that you're doing, Marnie K, you absolutely have genius and power and magic in you. And so my last question for you is that. That I define a sacred bombshell. I call my tribe the sacred bombshells. The sacred now I'm serving the sacred bombshell spiritpreneurs. A sacred bombshell is a woman who loves, honors, and cherishes herself in mind, body, and spirit unconditionally. Given that definition, Marnie, what makes you a bombshell? What makes me a bombshell? Great question. You know, I would say that, I would say what I was talking about earlier. I'm no different than anyone else. I have fear. I have limiting beliefs. I, you know, I sometimes I think, well, what if somebody thinks this about me? But what I do that I believe makes me a sacred bombshell is I do it anyway. I do it anyway. And the rest will be forgiven and forgotten, and you'll, like I said, you'll realize just how powerful you are. It's, it's taking action. It's doing something every day that moves you forward. And sometimes that's at times when you feel, you know, not your strongest self. Even just moving forward, taking action, making that phone call reminds you how powerful you are. And once you've done it, you'll fill up just a little bit more. Mm, well, thank you so much for filling us up today, sis, oh, with your <laughs> wisdom and your beauty and your incredible story. Thank you so much. Everyone go to MarnieK.com. You can buy her book. Can they get it wherever they buy books? Sure can. Um, Barnes & Noble in the U.S., online, uh, Amazon. You can also head right to my website. I think it's actually on sale right now, so grab a copy. Um, my website as well to make sure you register and keep up to date with me. As I said, the belief course, the course and belief will be coming out very soon, and I'm really excited about what, what that's going to do for people.
Wonderful, wonderful. And you are also on social media. You can find her on Twitter yes. at the Marnie K. Yes. Yes. You can. You'll find me all over social media, Aviola. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I. And we're also going to get our belief. Our hashtag belief is the new black signs yes. uh, done and join your movement. Thank you so much, Marnie. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, wherever you are. If you go to ownyourbombshell.com, you can get a free self-worth kit, ownyourbombshell.com. And thank you. Thank you so much for being, I wouldn't say woman enough, but there are women and men that participate, but being a human being enough to want to elevate your life. Namaste, the sacred bombshell in me sees, adores, and accepts the sacred bombshell in you. Thank you. Bye.